0: I can continue. I feel my spirit. We need to make one prayer. Can we stand, please? And open the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse number 8 in the King James. I know your heart is not here. Alright? Your heart is not here. But I ask you to put your hand on the chest. And I want you to pray for your heart. The Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You want to see God? This is a very serious consideration for one to believe and apply. That's why the book of, uh, uh, I think the book of Proverbs 4.23 says that, uh, keep your heart more than anything. Out of your heart runs the issues of life. Just by faith, pray, we say, Lord Jesus, I don't know my heart you know it better than i know i present my heart to you as i pray right now purify my heart let my heart be pure not before me but before you not before people who cannot even see my heart but before you oh god who searches my heart Father, search my heart and purify my heart. Help me, Holy Spirit. This is a difficult task. I cannot do it by myself. Father, help me to keep my heart more than anything. For out of my heart, I will succeed. From my heart, I will fail. From my heart, I will deceive you. From my heart, I will obey you. Help me, O Lord. To keep a pure heart. Then I shall see you. In Jesus name. Amen. Take note of this scripture and add the book of Psalm. Psalm 139. Verse number 23 to 24. Where David says search my heart, examine it and find out if there is anything evil in me. Lead me in the way of uh, righteousness. And add also the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Media, please help us, help us, help us. Populate those scriptures. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep your heart more than anything, because it is out of your heart that runs the issues of life. Amen. Amen. And the Lord said in the book of Jeremiah I think Jeremiah should be chapter 10 verse 9 or 9-10 just confirm He said the heart of man is wicked above all Is 9-10 or 10-9 Who may know it I the Lord I search the heart Amen Don't ever play with your heart I say your heart is not the meat that is here on your left chest. No. Your heart is the place where your life is. Where you think. You have been offended. Don't tell me then your heart. Hallelujah. Don't tell me they know Jeremiah. It's 17. 17, Alright. Amen. don't know the message just take it as the lord has given to us amen so don't let people to play with your heart don't let your mind to be any kind of seed to be planted in you hello keep your heart it's not the meat see we have a lot of code today we could pass word Technology has gone far, not only for numbers, now is your fingerprint for your phone to be open. Some is the face. If you don't smile the way you smile, the way you capture your picture, the, f- the phone refuses. We have called everywhere. Our bank card is barricaded. But our heart is a no password. It's just easy. Anyone comes, the damn thing. We are very ready to get every junk thing you want to hear everything tell me tell me when you hear it your heart is spoiled. keep your heart more than anything a pure heart you shall see god so you can still attend the church and not having a pure heart are you see there So our revival title or seminar is entitled called to build a church. I've spoken for two nights. I've spoken a lot of things. And uh, today we are going to go quickly and we touch some of the stuff as a reminder. Then we'll be finishing or closing. We cannot finish the gospel. The message is not, you cannot finish it. Hallelujah. Now Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 9 to 12 is one of the main scriptures is already on the screen there. It's one of the main scriptures of uh, our seminar called to build the church. Nine from verse nine, New Living Translation. It reads, "While the media is looking for the scripture, oh, they have there, they are there." It says, "Notice that it says he ascended." This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And verse 10. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heaven, So that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Hallelujah. Filling the entire universe with himself. Verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So it, they are gifts. The apostles are gifts. The prophet are gifts. The evangelist are gifts. The pastors are gift. Even the teachers, they are gift that Jesus gave to the church. Hallelujah. So as an apostle, as a prophet, as a teacher of the word, I am a gift to the church. So if I'm a gift to the church, it means I belong to you. So they will look at me. So Today I will come and eat in your house. I belong to you. I so not that extent. A gift he has given to the church. Now why? Verse 12. Their responsibility. It means they, all of them. very important to study the word it says they is their responsibility not responsibilities uh, is to equip god's people to do his work and build up the church which is the body of christ So, you and me, sitting under the apostles, under the prophets, under the evangelists, under the pastors, and under the teachers. They are mandated not to become motivational speakers. Uh -uh, You are not responding. They don't have responsibility for motivating No, the responsibility for equipping. Equipping the saints to do the work of God and to build up the church. So whenever you go to a church, even those online, I don't know where you are fellowshipping, every time you go to the church, you must put in your mind, I'm going to a training center. Can I get an amen? So you must know that I'm going to a training center. Now, when you go to a training center, there are orders and instructions the coach must give to you. And that's why so many people, they don't become. For so long, they have been children of God, they don't become sons. Because they, when they go to a training center, they don't first believe that I'm going to a training that's why everything is said they they are not interested. Whenever you go to a training, even those who are working, they took you for work, for work training, you are expecting to come out of that training with another knowledge than what you came in with. And your boss, who has paid for you to attend the training, is expecting a different employee than you were before. Can I get an agreement there? Your company will be tired of sending you to the training now and then. And yet, when you come back, they don't change. And you need to know, take note of this. You need to know that every time that your company is training you more, it means there is a room of promotion is waiting for you. They don't train somebody whom they don't see him ascending to somewhere. So every time God is bringing you in the training center, you might just know there's a room of position God wants to put you there. And for every position, there is a responsibility. And for every responsibility, there is accountability. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you come to a service, you might just know I'm going for a training. Therefore, I need to carry with me something that I'll get from the training. That's why the notebook is important. You need to go to the church with the Bible. You need to go to the church with the book and the pen. When you attend a meeting, we go for notebook. You want to walk out of that meeting with some point, you summarize, one, two, three, four, five. Hallelujah. You know, I get some students who come for in service training. And you can see when you walk with them, they got a notebook. Say, wait a minute. They write. It mean, these people, they understand that where I am now, I need to grab some knowledge. Which is also very true in the house of God. Hallelujah. So we have come. To be equipped so that we can do the work of god hallelujah can i tell you something you'll be shocked you know that the church is not a waiting room to go to heaven it's not it's a place to be trained for you to go and do the work of god Because we have been taught, we are here, I told you yesterday, if the reason of God saving you was to go to heaven, why is he leaving you again for you to be struggling with your salvation every day? Why God has to win you to lose you, win you lose you? Is that good business? No. He saved you and me to equip us, to put us in the field of the world, to influence the world. To bring them in the house. To be trained, sent. Trained, sent. Trained, sent. Otherwise, you could just accept Jesus Christ. Zoop, you die. You go to heaven. If God is running after having people in heaven, now, now. No, God, that's what I just said. I said yesterday, I think yesterday, before yesterday, I told people, look, listen carefully. Heaven is not ready for you. If he's ready, Jesus will come. He said it himself. He said, I'm going to prepare the place in my father's house. There's so many I've prepared. When I finish, I'll come. So since he's not yet here, it means he's still fixing. So while he's fixing you and me, we're supposed to be doing something here. He never said, wait in that room. He told them, listen to me. He told them that you, I'm going to heaven. But I'm not leaving you alone. You go wait in Jerusalem. Alright. He told them when you wait, you wait for this. When this one comes, you leave. He said go and wait in Jerusalem until the promise of the Father will be given to you. What was the promise? He promised them the coming of the Holy Spirit. I hope I'm talking to somebody. Then he said in chapter 1 of Acts verse 8, he said when the Holy Spirit come upon you, Stay in Jerusalem. No. Give me that scripture. When he comes, leave. But you will receive. Yes, thank you, media. You will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me. Where? Everywhere. Talk to me. Where? Everywhere. Ask your where where is your everywhere? Waiting, Jesus coming tomorrow. Since you've been waiting, and the more you're waiting, you fall in sin every day. You know, when you are not occupied, you fall in sin. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Are you angry now? Hmm. You angry your problem. No, no, sorry, when we preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And he said, You shall be my witness. My witness is telling people about me. Not telling them how you travel to Israel. Hello? No, we can give illustration, but that should not be the message of every day. You see my wife here? She went to Dubai for shopping. What nonsense is that? Can people leave their home to come and hear if your wife went to Dubai? What is Dubai? Is Dubai eternity. We read yesterday, Jesus said, the Bible said, you are a fool. If You can gather all the wealth of this world and not having a rich relationship with God. You are a fool. When I discovered that scripture, I said, oh, I meet a lot of fools in this world. They are boasting about cars, houses. You are not even blessed at the level of job, his first life. He never even bought for anything. The man was blessed. His second life, when he lost everything, he was blessed more than the first life. Go and read that man. The man who was bathing his feet in butter, while well, we are crying to everyone for you to put in the bread. How oh, God must have mercy on us! We just get money for pap for fufu. We have become too big. It's a pity. It's not laughing matter. This is very serious. When you receive the power, you live Not to say to break the church's chairs. You are out there with the power of God. Listen, the power of the Holy Ghost is not in shaking. Not even in sweating. People say the pastor who don't scream and shout and sweat, they do have no anointing. No, anointing is not in sweating. Jesus was not even shouting. Get out. The demon go. Hallelujah. He said, you wait in Jerusalem. When the spirit comes, he gives you power. Then you go. You become my witnesses everywhere. In Jerusalem, you start there throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Hallelujah. So the apostles, when you sit by their feet of teaching, for you to be equipped. And when you understand these things, you know. Going to church should not be an invitation. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I say, I discover I need a training. I go to the training center to be trained. When I train, I'm getting trained. I go out, apply my training, whatever knowledge that I got. And that's how life should be. Hallelujah. So don't just think that I go to church. I'm waiting for Jesus to come in the church. No. You get to church to be trained, equipped, and the Bible says the responsibility of these fivefold ministries is to equip people. And we have stopped equipping people. We become the motivational speakers because we are running after the crowd. We have to tell people what they like to hear, what is sweet for them, or not what is right for them. I did some sport in my life. And wherever you to go to a training center, you know, to the ground, you know, you feel that your coach are not like you. They will make you run in soccer. They'll make you run and run, run. And you know, we used to have uh, strategies the day, because we used to have a day of physical exercise. That day they say no touching the ball. That day you get sick, you don't attend. Because you wanted just to touch the ball. You no know, people just want to play to play. And that day they make you work. If you are absent or you came late, they say, okay, you're going to run the ground 12, 12, uh, 12 times in 12 minutes. That was the punishment, 12 times in 12 minutes. It's tough. And the coach will make you like that. You go to play the soccer of 90 minutes, they make you to play for two hours. They say this is what they call extra time. You don't know it can come any day. Your body must get used to that time. And you're training. Somebody say hallelujah. So when you come to church, we are coming to CTF to be trained. The Firefold Ministries, their job is to equip us. And when we in the Firefold Ministry we fail to do our responsibility, we begin to manipulate people. And that's why we have created a lot of prayer customers people are not even trained to pray for themselves they are waiting for somebody to pray for them they are waiting for someone to do miracle for them even when they got a sick person in their house they don't even know that you you can lay a hand on the sick and pray. they don't know that that is to the level which by the fire for ministry they are not training people hallelujah some of you go out there you pray for somebody demon manifest you don't know where to start you're gonna just run. We begin to entertain the demon. Who are you? Where are you coming from? What do you want for you to go out? You know, we have some jokes in this body of Christ. Hallelujah. Called to be the church, equipped to do the work of God. One day the disciples, they come to Jesus in the book of John chapter 6, verse number 28 and 29. Can you give me that one easy version if you have one? They ask Jesus this question. Master, tell us what can we do to do the work of God? What can we do? Do you have an easy version? Media, media. Matthew 6, 28, 29. I said Matthew. John. Sorry, John. I said John. Yes, it's John. John 6. The correct one. Thank you. He says this. Then he said to him. So, then the people said to him. Oh, I'm reading the wrong version. Yes. Then the people asked him. Yes, the one. How can we do the work of God that God wants us to do? How can we do the work that God wants us to do? Interesting questions. Hallelujah. For me to do the work that God wants me to do, I need to be trained. I need to be taught how to do it. What can we do? How can we do the work that God wants us to do? Now, listen to verse 29. Can we all read together? One, two, three. Jesus answered, you should believe in the one that God has sent to you. That is the work that God wants you to do. He said, you should believe to the one that God has sent to you. That's the work that God wants us to do. Because when you believe in the one that God has sent to you, God has given him the way to help you to know what you're supposed to do. And that is the job of a responsibility for ministries. Hallelujah. Now, when one gets into a church, he says, me, I don't believe in my bishop. I don't believe in my pastor. I don't believe my prophet. So." What, do you, what work are you going to do? Because Jesus said, when you want to do what God wants you to do, first must believe in the one God sent to you. God will always send somebody who can give you a direction. Even the prophet Samuel, a great prophet, a great prophet, he had to have somebody like Eli, and believe in Eli to show him what Samuel was supposed to do. Even when Samuel was called, he heard God himself calling him Samuel. Samuel stood up, he ran. You know where he went? He went to Eli. He said, you called me. He said, no, I don't call you. Go, boy, go and sleep. Samuel went and slept. Second time, he called, calling him, he ran to his, uh, his, his, his Eli. Did you call me? He said, no, I don't call you. Go and sleep. Then Eli realized, hmm. The boy is hearing something else. For the third time, I say, when he call, you say, "Lord, here I am. Speak to me." But today, good people, they come. Up. God has called me to something else. They inform you, God has called me to something else. They don't even tell you what God has called them for. God has called me to do something else. Hey! Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> this is a terrible. He said, if you want to do the work that God wants you to do, first believe in the one God sent to you. Jehoshaphat said this in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. He said this, Jehoshaphat. He said, All people, believe in God. And I want you to understand my teaching. I don't say you must stop believing in God. He said, believe in God. He said, believe in God first, and you shall be established. And then he continues, he said, then believe in his servant, in his prophet, in the fivefold ministry. Only then you shall prosper. Someone said, Me, I will attend that church, but that pastor I don't believe in him. Me, I only believe in Jesus. And every time you come here, you see the same pastor. You don't see Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. You believe in God first. And you believe in the one that God sent to you. And that's why we're struggling. You go to a church, as I say, is a center of training, whereby there is a man, a woman that God set you there to train you. He might not be more educated like you. Or she might not have more money than you. She might not be looking good, but she's the one that God sent to you. When you begin to despise, say, me here is only God, no one else, you might just know, you go nowhere. No way. And, and that's why, you see, people can run from one place to another place. You cannot change the gospel. The message is Jesus. Hallelujah. They expected that Jesus would tell them, For you to do the work that God wants you to do, buy the bottle of water, buy the oil, or go to the mountain and pray, 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 pray. no. No, none of those things. You need to sit under the one that God sent to you. That's the only work God wants you to do. He will tell you where to go, what to do. Are you very serious? Are you still there? I'm not losing somebody. Hallelujah. Believe in God. And believe also in his servant. Believe in God. You shall be established. And believe in his servant. Then you shall prosper. Somebody said to prosper. Hallelujah. Because the fivefold ministry. That the gift that God gave to the church. And they have a responsibility. As I said. For everyone who has responsibility. is Accountability. Hallelujah. Give me Hebrew chapter 13. 13 or 5th. Let me check. Confirm. Hebrew 13. I want to show you something. Then you'll understand. Hebrew 13. Let's go to verse 16. Yes, put it there. New Living Translation. It says. Can we all read together? Is that New Living Translation? Hebrew. Hmm? Okay, go to verse 17 then. It's fine. Verse 17. Yes, can we all read together? One, two, three. Hmm. Hallelujah. And do what they say to you to do. Now you want to do the work of God, but you don't want to follow what your leaders tell you to do. you got another instructor. You know, these days, you are know, all at the school of the Holy Spirit. Said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. No, you, you cannot challenge this. God spoke to me. Okay, it's fine. God has spoken to you. What can I tell you? If God already spoke to you. Just take the information the way they are. Just say, it is well. You go. But when people get stuck, they come again. God did not say this. God said this now. Hey, this God is changing. All. Called to build a church. No one can build the church without being equipped. And no one can be equipped without having a trainer. And you cannot benefit from the trainer until you believe in the trainer see when you go to school like some of you you hate that mechanic so much or oh, chemistry when the lecture comes you always see nightmare whatever the lecture can say would means nothing to you because first of all you hate the lecture and you hate everything the lecture will say and you don't even believe that what the lecture is teaching you is true And I find so many people that are failing at school. Not like they are not intelligent. No, it's just a calibration of their mindset. Hallelujah. We cannot be the church unless we are equipped, unless we have been given that power to do it. And that requires training. And every training is not always sweet. No. It's not always conducive or put you in a comfort. No. That certain training, they will pull you out of your comfort zone. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So the Lord will equip you before he can trust you. In the book of Psalm 92, it says, verse number 10, give me an amplified version, please, Psalm 92, verse 10. He's talking about the anointing. Let me tell you, church, we are not anointed for a show. Uh Uh-uh. We are anointed for a reason. And let's read all together. Psalm 92 verse number 10. Amplified. One, two, three. But my horn, my emblem of strength and power, you have exalted like that of a wild ox. I am anointed with fresh oil for your service. Hallelujah. I am anointed with fresh oil for your service. Now, you need to understand the difference between the anointing and the Holy Spirit. People get confused. You receive the Holy Spirit when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He come and endorse on you. The Bible says the book of Romans chapter 8 and the Spirit come himself and bear witness in our spirit that we are children of God. Hallelujah. But the anointing is different. The Holy Spirit is in enabling you. is giving you the power the ability that the anointing it is for the service now anointing can come upon you and anointing can leave you but the Holy Spirit does not leave you hallelujah the Holy spirit does not leave you even when sometimes we pray out of ignorance say holy spirit come on me come on me what we are calling actually we are calling the anointing to come anointing fall on me but the holy spirit is already there when you pray for that anointing the holy spirit that's inside of you he releases one valve of that anointing for the service and that's why people don't understand a man of god can stand from the pulpit and make a call to pray for people you resisted you said no i'm embarrassed then you wait when he finishes out man of god pray for me for that same call he can pray but you must remember if the anointing has left, then nothing you receive. Because when we get here in this office, God begins to open a certain valve, he begin to pour. That's why when we are here, the thing that we say, we do not know where they come from. We do not plan, neither prepare them. Someone asked me, man of God, how you prepare the example. I said, I never prepared the example god will bring one maybe the thing that i've lived before maybe just illustration that i don't know i put it together it makes sense to somebody even myself when i sit i go through the youtube and to listen to what i've been speaking i am amazed to hear things that myself have been speaking then i realize that it is not me there's a higher power there's a greater grace and the anointing of god that came upon me for that specific assignment So, the anointing that is coming on you is for the service. So, don't ask for anointing if you are not prepared to serve. Hallelujah. It's for the service. And what is anointing? Anointing is divine ability helping you to do what you cannot do humanly speaking. Now, what the anointing can come upon you, you can go for three days and three nights, no eating, no drinking. You are under the anointing. You know, they will tell you somebody under anesthesis, you feel no pain. Because anointing can paralyze your, your your human senses. Oh God, I don't know if I'm doing somebody. I say your anointing can paralyze your human, human, human things. When people start thinking, how can I fast three days? I will die. I will die. Because you are speaking in the flesh. When you enter the word of the spirit, the anointing of God will come up on you. Brother, that stomach you have, that's always craving for food for McDonald's. God created it. God can paint it that she does not desire anything anymore for 40 days. I'm telling you. And it can make you to fast, not even losing weight. Somebody fasting to make fall fat faith must fall. Anointed for the service. Somebody say, God, anoint me. For the service. So, whenever God gives you anointing, it's for you to save Him. And whenever you begin to save God, you are a slave. No more option. I know some of you have experienced that the anointing of God of prayer can come upon you, and the whole night you cannot stand. You begin just to pray. You begin just to pray. You think that you are in bed, you are sleeping but you you are sleeping but your spirit keep on speaking keep on praying keep on praising God. What is this? I want to sleep tomorrow I'm going to work. God said I have business for your work problem. Me I have a business with you. And you go to work you are not even tired. I have my personal with uh, personal testimonies. I've spent a lot of overnight prayer and I go to work I'm stronger than the people sleeping in their room. that was not me it was the anointing doing in me hallelujah it can make you to be strong like the cedars of Lebanon I said the anointing of God can make you strong what humanly you cannot do the anointing can do somebody say hallelujah somebody say God anoint me for the service not for my own but for your service Hallelujah. Let me go quickly. One scripture that I gave you yesterday in the book of Malachi chapter, not Malachi, Matthew chapter 22, verse number one to 1 to 10. This is the story that Jesus, he was illustrating. He said the banquet is ready. You know the story, the banquet is ready, then uh, he invited people. Okay, let me just read it for the sake of those who miss it. The Bible says Jesus also told them other parable the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son a great you now whatever king does is beautiful expensive because the king has money now he says when the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to notify those who were invited. They have an invitation card. Please, the time of a banquet. But they all refused to come. Have you ever organized a feast? Your birthday party. People, they come, they refuse to come. This is what happened. So he sent other servant to tell them, the feast has been prepared. The bulls and the fattened cattle. Have been killed, imagine. Jijo. Brise. And everything is ready. Come to the banquet. What did they say? But the guests he had invited ignored them. Hallelujah. And went their own way. You know, you invite people, RSVP, they don't even reply. You hope like an African way, they will come anyway. They don't come. One of his farmer, another to his, his business. Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. The king was furious and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to his servant, the wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy to, of the honor. Now go out to the streets, corners, and invite everyone you see. Wow, He never specifies. See, everyone you see. So the servant brought in everyone they could find. Now see now the quality of the people they brought there. The good and the bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. Hallelujah. They brought the good and the bad. Can I talk to somebody? The king organized. that Jesus, he said, this is an illustration how the kingdom is his. Brought them in. The good and the bad. How? How do you have such a mix and you are the king and you say, this is how the kingdom of heaven is illustrated. The bad and the good they enter in the wedding feast. So Jesus wants to tell me, the bad and the good they enter in the kingdom. Hallelujah. The bad and the good they enter. How is it possible? He said, yes, this is the illustration of the kingdom of heaven. You know, The teaching of the gospel is a foolishness for those who are perishing. Let them come. He says, everyone they could find good and bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. Good and bad. In one place. The king is there. Good and bad. I read this, the Holy Spirit said to me, you see, there are no good people who left because the bad were there. Or the bad people left, say, ah, here's a place of, place of good people. They all stayed there. He said, this is the church is called to be built, whereby the good and the bad must sit together. Because the church is not a place of a perfect people. The, play, the church is a place of transformation. Now we don't transform people who are already being transformed. We transform those who are not yet, yet transformed. And so unfortunately, we don't understand the church at all. We don't understand Jesus at all. We are completely doing our own things. Someone who leave the church because that sister, she's a bad person. I live. That brother Eli is not a good person. I live. But the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is restricted in this manner. Bring them in. The bad and the good. Today we stand and say, that sister, she's a witch. She must leave the church. He said, bring them. The witches. Those who never witched before. Those who are still witching. Let them come witching the church. Because the church is a place of transformation. Am I preaching to somebody today? Today we have... We have destroyed our family members, and we have Jesus. Our Jesus, who changed us, cannot change them. Because the prophet told you, your mother will be witching you. But my thank God, my mother be witching me since she gave birth to me. But he failed to eat me. It means I'm an evil. Therefore, my mother will convert one day. If he failed to kill me in the womb, he will fail to kill me in the world. Am I preaching to the following church? He said, bring them all alike, the good and the bed. You know. Witches, I, I'm not scared of them anymore. I used to be many, many years ago when they told me, hey, be careful. Oh, let me tell you, in my tribe, this witchcraft. Serious one. I don't know you. If your tribe there's no witchcraft, thank God for you. In my tribe, they're witchcraft. Serious one. People, they witch you, even if they never see you before. They just hear your name. Okay, that name, they begin to witch you. (laughs) And that's why I always stand in spiritual warfare. Defensive and offensive. When I don't feel them, I attack them. But whenever they are quiet, they are planning. When I feel them, I say they have come. You destroy them, they are quiet, you go. (laughs) you look at me. You go. You go in their camp. You go and trouble them. You shake them out like dust. Like cockroaches. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord some of you just know one witch in your family you are scared you are scared witchcraft is spiritual and it's a stupid witchcraft because most witches they will eat people who can help them if you cannot help them mm -mm. they want to witch those who are able to do good things to them that how stupid the devil make them And bed alike. Hallelujah. You see, when the prodigals and oh time is going, but I need to finish. The Bible says when the son sinned, the prodigals another story. He came back to his father's house. That Jesus teaching the kingdom. He said, when he came in father's house, he entered the house, the firstborn refused to enter. The good say, No, me, I'm not going to enter. There's a bad one here. This one. He was playing with the, the, the money of the father. He wasted everything in sin. And today, there is a feast. Me, I'm not going to enter. And that's the image of the church today. Hallelujah. Can you see that woman? have been called qualified prostitute publicly, even on TV. She enters here. No, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm gonna sit here. You're gonna move. Because we are pure. We are holy. We have no not no say we never seen before. Jesus look at them. They say, This woman must die. This must die. Jesus said, Okay, who say she must die? Hey, she must die. We found it in the scene and say, Okay, it's fine. If you never seen before, pick up the stone and stone this woman. Everyone. One by one, they left. Jesus actually, the Bible says, and he began to write on the floor, on the ground. And I believe him as a God. I think just take Brother Kasongo, see your heart, Emmanuel see your heart see your heart everybody look They the red say hey this is my heart Ah, let me go hallelujah let me go he said bring them all together the good and the bad in the house of God we cannot build a church if we are looking for good people can I hear an amen he said go on the street look for good people no go to the good and the bad those who are backslided those who never heard about jesus before uh-uh. go to everybody the good and the bad and do what bring them why because the feast is ready hallelujah the feast is ready jesus is the master And I'll finish with this one. Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. I'm talking about uh, the talent. Hallelujah. And Jesus gave another parable. You know, I can go on and on and and show you that uh, sometimes we think we are building the church, but we've been doing our own thing because the way we have judged people. God can pick up somebody who will sleep out there. For 10 days, never bath. And bring him in the church and see how we're going to react, all of us. Because we have a perfume. <laughs> see how we do things. But that person's life, there's an apostle sitting there. That person needs also to be in a training center where you are. I said no, this one should not be here. Oh, God must help the church. We have destroyed the church of Jesus with our class, our levels. I once went to another church and they stood me by the door. They told me you won't understand what you are preaching. I said no, but you have to help me to understand asked me, can you speak language?" I said, no, I don't speak. And then you cannot come in. I said, no, but can't you find someone who can sit next to me, please, to interpret? They said, no. True story. And I have to walk out. I went to another church. The service started. After a while, they closed the gate and was inside the church. They began to preach. I understand nothing from A to Z. I could just guess they spoke about Abraham somewhere. I don't know was Abraham sacrificing Isaac or was Abraham. I don't know. Then I stand there. They finish. Amen. They say amen. I wait. I didn't even know they say visitors stand. I don't know. And Everyone was passing from a distance. Shaking their head, passing. I, I looked like the hand robber. Like I came to, to destroy the church. My heart was broken. I say, is this church are we going to meet to heaven or there are two heavens where we are going god must have mess on us i don't think that we know jesus yet i don't think so i don't think that uh, we really met him and we are really saved we are still far i don't know if we met jesus that met paul on the road of damascus or we have met jesus from the cartoon don't know because when we meet Jesus and there are certain things, you know, you cannot have them anymore. You cannot have hatred. You cannot. You have to overlook certain things because Jesus, not everybody who insulted him was responding, was we just quiet. And he gives this, is said that this kingdom of heaven, like a man who is a master traveling and he called his servant, he gave this one five talents five bags of silver. I don't know which version is this. Yes, keep this one. fine. And he illustrated, it said that he gave them five. And the other one, he gave them two. And another one, he gave him one. Hallelujah. He said, yeah, he gave them five bags of silver to one. And two bags of silver to another. And one bag of silver to the last one. Dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Underline that. Abilities. Hallelujah. So, take note, people of God. The quantity depends on the abilities but not the quality. They all receive the same quality but the quantity they were different. Because the quantity is measured versus the abilities. Are you with me? So the one who received five talent, because he had the abilities to manage five talent. The one who received two, he has already the, the ability to manage two. So the one for two, he could not manage the five. And the one who received one talent or one bag of silver, he had the ability to manage one. That's why the master did not give him two, neither five. But the truth of the matter is they all receive in their ex What they receive early, they receive silver. So the quality of what they receive is the same. But the quantities, they were different. Because quantities are based upon the abilities. Because God... Work on your abilities before entrusting you with responsibilities. Because he knows to every responsibilities you shall be accountable. He cannot give you a church of 5,000 people if he never gives you abilities to manage 5,000 people. That's why you don't need to envy somebody. I want a mega church. What are you going to do for them? One day you cannot manage, they give you heart, heart attack. So don't ever just enjoy in your level of abilities. Abilities, take note, abilities count before responsibilities. And responsibilities will pull back, will pull down the accountability. They all receive, and the master went. And the Bible said the one with five talents or five bags of silver, he worked out and got another five. The one who had two, he worked out and got another two. So everyone applied his abilities to what had been given to him and it was produced. Now there was a last one who received one talent or one bag of silver. And he said, me, no work. He dig a wall and he hide it. When the time came, he said, master, the master came. He called the one five talents Say, said, you come here. What have you done with what you have received? Ask your neighbor, what are you doing with what you have received? I see that all of them, they were servants and all of them received. God cannot just call you out of darkness and gives you nothing. gonna pray that god let me discover my abilities and understand my responsibility that are attached to my abilities and be accountable of my responsibilities before you and the bible says and the five one brought more five and the two one brought more two and every time now look, listen to this every time this one will bring five back to the master because the quality they receive is the same quality though the quantity were different and the answer was the same He says, good and faithful servant. Enter in the rest of your master. The one with two, he told him the same sentence. Good and faithful servant. Enter. He doesn't say, you bring two, go to this one. No. They all enter in the same place. Because to whom much is given, much will be required. To the one. He says, I know you are a hard man. You harvest even where you never planted. I was afraid to lose it. Take your things. And he called him wicked. And he punished him for that. If you knew, why didn't you give my money to the banker? At least I could get something. People of God, among others, there are two things that can cause believers to miss heaven and go to hell. Number one, where we are not fruitful. Jesus said in the book of John 15, he says, any branch that is in me does not bear fruit. My father will cut it and throw it in the fire. Now the branch in him, it means you must be in Christ. This scripture is not for the unbelievers. No. God does not expect unbelievers to produce fruit for him. He's expecting us. Hallelujah. Unfruitfulness can make one to miss heaven and go to hell. It sounds a small thing, but very important. And the second thing is unforgiveness. He said in the book of John, chapter Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 and 14, he said that if you do not forgive those who have offended you, your heavenly father will not forgive you. Hallelujah. Your heavenly Father will not forgive you. That's why I don't play things of unforgiveness. Oh, no, come tomorrow. Let me sleep on it. Sleep on what? Let me think about it. It's not a matter of thinking, it's a matter of obeying and doing it urgently because tomorrow you don't know. Tomorrow might not come. Hallelujah. He says, You are wicked servant. And the Bible says, And this man was punished. And I don't think that we are ready for any punishment we want to enter in the rest of the master what is it that god has given to you what are your abilities he cannot just give you abilities for no reason to every ability there is a responsibility god is expecting you he's expecting you he's expecting you and one day you shall give an account they all came appear before God. He asked them, You, I gave you five. You I gave you two. Give an account. You, I gave you one, give an account. You can read the text. Find that from the beginning, God always takes a man to a level of responsibility. Even from Genesis, you took Adam, look after the garden, be responsible and accountable. Be responsible and accountable. God has has empowered you. God has given you something. It is for building the church, which is the body of Christ. What are you doing? with What you have received? Can we be on our feet? What am I doing? with What I have received? Apostle Paul said to the Philippians, he said, my life worth nothing. Philippians chapter 1 from verse 20 up to 23 and 24. He said, my life worth nothing unless, unless I use it finishing the work that is assigned to me my life worth nothing my life worth nothing lift your voice and begin to pray what are the abilities God gave to you are Dave in vain don't break the trust God has entrusted you God has entrusted us some of you you have received five talents some of you have received the two talents. Some of you even ten. I don't know. But the issue is that everyone that is called by him, he gave him something. You are not empty. Lift your voice your present. Father, help me. I've been sitting on my talent. I've been sitting on my abilities, not putting them to the use. Father, help me. Father, help me. Stop doing them for my own reason, not because you spoke to me. Today I'm repenting. I do some, some I don't do. I'm repenting. Help me. And one will say, Me, I don't even know the abilities I need. God help me to discover them. So that I may remain faithful. Oh, what a joy on that day. Thank you, mama. Anyone? I don't know why God spoke to you. I don't know. That thing that you've been doing, you stop for whatever reason. Maybe people have discouraged you. You've been disappointed. You've said, "You decided I will not do it anymore." Someone say, "Me, I don't know the abilities in me." But today I realize, among the three, if everybody receives, it means I also receive something. I don't know it, but I come. God help me by the Holy Spirit. If you are there, also you can come. We're gonna pray with you. I was saying. Say, oh, I think Thursday or Friday or yesterday when I was saying to LA while I was preaching, I said, imagine you come before God, God look at you. He said, but this page, you do not do anything about it. I have entrusted you. And I heard the Lord says, people, we should not break the trust. It requires God to trust you and to trust me. Not that we are the best. It's just a matter of trust. That's a matter of trust. And Paul says, you know, I serve the Lord even with tears. It won't be easy. People of God won't be easy. It will never be easy at all. The grace has found you. We want all to enter in that day when you can look at us as a good and faithful servant. Us the abilities. Sometimes, Lord, we have full. We, are, we have worked on our abilities. We have misused the abilities in us, in exchange to the gain of the things of this world for money. But today, we are coming back to you. Lift your hand and begin to pray to Him. With the thing that you need to repent, ask God to forgive you.
1: Empty headed, but alive in your head. Help me, Jesus. Your grace, your grace, your grace, is your grace has found me, us.
0: yo wow. creo still be there talented gifted by God abilities are in you maybe you find yourself like the man who received one talent you are not working on it at all and you are very conscious that yourself even look to what God has granted you you never develop in it you never grow in it You are like the person who has buried his talent and waiting for the last day. God never called us to maintain. He called us to multiply. We are in the season of increase. Maintaining is not what God calls you. If you find yourself there, just come, God will help you. What makes the difference between these three servants is work. They said the one five talent, he worked on it. Are you working on your talent? Are you working on what you have received from God? Receiving is one thing, but working on it is another thing. The first one he applied work, he got five more. The second one he applied work, he got two more. The last one, he did not work on it at all. And nothing grew. God, who has granted us that ability, it is responsibility attached to it. We may like it or not, we shall give an account. The thing that God has given to you, maybe nobody else knows. God has spoken to you through dreams clearly. You've never maybe shared anybody about it. But you try to ignore. You try to close your ears. You try not to remember it anymore. But let me tell you, God does not forget. Jonah tried to go far away to do his own things. A God never forgot where about Jonah was. Father, I am praying. You knew this meeting. You knew where you want to help us from. Your children have come as a sign of humility. Father, different categories of people are standing here. No matter all, oh Lord, the reason they have come here, Lord... We are all, everyone, need. We want you to help us, Father. Help us, O oh God. We don't want O oh Lord Almighty to break the trust. for you have entrusted us with the most precious thing. And O oh Lord, you are called us to be the church, and we have equipped us, O oh Lord, for that service. Father, we have, O oh Lord, wasted your anointing for our own reasons yet it was given to us for a service. I praise bringing my faith to that of my people oh Lord gathered here Lord that help them in the name of Jesus. Father refresh I pray for a fresh anointing for the service anointing for the service the anointing for the service come over you. You cannot do it by yourself without the anointing. Father, the anointing for the service. The anointing for the service. Father, the abilities. The anointing for the service of God. Let the anointing for the service come over you. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. Father, the anointing for the service. Father, the anointing for the service. The anointing for the service. Anointing for the service. Lord, the anointing. The anointing for the service. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing for the service. Fresh anointing for the service. Fresh anointing for the service.
1: Father, fresh anointing. Fresh anointing this service.